0: Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. This is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Since this is February and we're celebrating Valentine's Day and the month of love, today I'm going to begin a new series on perfecting our love walk. There are several things that we could say about love, but I'd like to ask you a question. Would you like to know the one thing that will make your life better? I believe this tip will not only make your life better if you implement it, but it will help you succeed in every area of your life. In 2 Corinthians 10.3, we read, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. So we know that our war is never against flesh and blood or a person. It's against a spirit. The enemy is always trying to get your heart full of things to derail or stop your love walk. You know you still love God, but it's a struggle to love in a certain area of your life, and it shows up as fear, maybe being afraid of something or someone, or it may be fear to trust God in your finances because you've been raised in lack, or it may be fear to trust other women because you've been hurt by your mother or another woman. Let's look at what the Word says about love. Matthew tells us that the Sadducees were always wanting to trick Jesus or put him on the spot by asking him questions to try and catch him off guard so that they could use his answer against him. They liked to do everything by the law. Matthew 22 verses 35 through 40 is the passage referencing the Sadducees questioning Jesus. It reads Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said to them, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Verses 37 and 40 work hand in hand. When we do the greatest commandment, which is love the Lord with all our heart, the second commandment, which is love your neighbor as yourself, just comes naturally. Jesus gave them his answer, and it still works today for us. We are to love others as we love ourselves. If I love you as much as I love myself— I'll want you to have as much word inside of you as I have in me so that you know what I know and you can live a life full of victory. Or, if I look good when I leave the house, love says I want you to look just as good as me even if I have to pay the bill to get you looking that good. If I love you, then I'll want you to have just as good a life as I have. Living the Christian life is all about love. God said I'll send my best and my most precious gift, my son Jesus, so I can have you with me in heaven. Let's talk about love in relationships. When you're in a discussion with someone, if you have to just keep quiet and not say anything, when you really want to say something, you're not walking in love. You've just trained yourself to not say anything. According to 1 Corinthians 13, 5, love takes no account of a suffered wrong. And what's more, love knows that it isn't about me. In our natural minds, we can't not take that account of a suffered wrong. Our minds tell us that we've been done wrong, doesn't it? The only way we can't take an account of a suffered wrong is to walk in the Spirit, according to Romans 5.5. It says, And hope does not disappoint. Because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Our love walk and faith doesn't work because of a formula. Oh no. Rather, it comes from a heart full of love for Jesus that flows out of us onto others. If you really want your faith to work, you have to add love to your faith. If faith isn't producing fruit in your life or the things that you've been praying for haven't manifested as quickly as you'd like them to, it's time to check up on your love walk. It's time to ask yourself if you love Jesus with all your heart because that's what it's all about. That's where it all begins. Even when things don't manifest immediately in your life, it's still all about loving Jesus. We serve Jesus just because he saved us. We love him just because of who he is in our lives. When you love Jesus with your whole heart, you can love anyone because your relationship with Jesus spills over onto others. As our lives depict our love walk with Jesus and how much we're in love with him, it will make other people want what we have. Just look at Joshua and Moses. Joshua wanted the same relationship with God that Moses had with God. And look at Paul and Silas and the Philippian jailer in Acts 16. Paul and Silas had just been beaten and thrown into jail for casting a demon out of someone. They were laying there in pain, chained to the wall in a dark, stinky jail cell. Think about it. Would you want to be there? Would you want to, in the midnight hour, start singing and begin praising God just because you loved him? They did. He was still worthy of our praise. No matter what we're going through, God is still worthy of our praise. What a witness to the jailer. The jailer wanted to kill himself because he thought the men and the other prisoners had left the prison when their chains fell off. But instead, he asked them what he could do to have that kind of a relationship with God, and then him and his whole house got saved. That's what many people have been missing a love affair with Jesus, an intimate relationship with Jesus where He can whisper something in your ear and you can whisper back to Him, something that's so intimate that you wouldn't share it with anyone else. You know, we cultivate our love relationship with Jesus by spending time with Him, thanking Him for who He is in our life. Thanking Him for what He's brought us through and what He's delivered us from. We get happy just worshiping Jesus for who He is and how grateful we are because He saved us from an eternity of hell. As you get excited about Jesus and His love for you and begin praising Him for who He is in your life, the blessings will begin to flow. And as you spend time with Jesus to cultivate your relationship with Him, you'll share with others what He's done for you. There's always two questions I ask myself regularly to locate where I am with my love walk. The first one is, how am I doing in my love walk? And the second one is, how can I improve on loving others? Matthew five forty four says, but I say to you, love your enemies, bless those who curse you, do good to those who hate you and pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. This verse tells us that we're to love our enemies. How many of you know that it's easy to love our friends and difficult to love our enemies? Jesus tells us that we're to love, bless, do good, and pray for our enemies. You may be asking yourself, how do I do that when I don't really want to? Well, in and of ourselves, we can't love our enemies, but the Bible tells us in Romans 5.5 5, that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. And in the Passion Translation, it reads, We can now experience the endless love of God cascading into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who lives in us. This is God's love in our heart, not our love. The Word also tells us in Romans 5.10 that God loved us while we were yet enemies and unlovable. But now that we're born again, we can love just like God loves because He's put His love in our hearts. Let's look at Matthew 5.44 and consider how we can live it out in our life. It says to bless those who curse you, do good to them that hate you. If you know someone that hates you, I would suggest that you find something good that you can do for them so you can be a blessing to them. The next part says pray for those who spitefully use you and persecute you. If you want the flesh to dominate you, it's very easy to fight them and answer back. However, the best thing to do is to start praying for them. The reward for praying for them is great. In fact, as you pray for them, you actually release yourself from the bondage that the devil has tried to hold you in because of the unforgiveness that you've allowed in your heart. A good example of walking in love is the way that Polly Wigglesworth treated her husband Smith Wigglesworth before he was called to preach. Smith says that he owes his ministry to his wife and, of course, God. At one point in his plumbing business, he was very prosperous and grew cold toward the things of God. He told his wife that she shouldn't go to church anymore because she was always going to church. Polly just politely told him she wasn't always there just on Sunday mornings and evenings, and on Wednesday evenings. Polly continued to tell him that she hadn't neglected him or the children, but Smith told her that he was the head of the house, and she had to obey him, and that he said she couldn't go to church anymore. She told him that he was indeed her husband, and whatever he said in the house would go, but that he wasn't her Lord, and Jesus had told her to go, so she was going to go to church, and she left. He had told her the next time that she went to church, he would lock her out of the house, so he locked her out. When she got home, she sat down on the porch next to the kitchen door, and she sat there all night. She was wrapped up as it must have been cold, and when Smith opened the door, she almost fell into the kitchen. She jumped up, smiled, and laughed at Smith and said, "'Dear, what would you like for breakfast?' as if nothing had happened." What a woman! What a great example! She was happy and loving, which reflected in a heart full of the love of God. She fixed her husband his favorite breakfast, and you know what it did? That made him feel convicted, and he turned his life around because of the love of his wife. Smith later confessed that if it hadn't been for Polly, he would have never made the decision to obey God. However, he became a great man of God and was used mightily in the kingdom of God because of his wife's demonstration of love. Let's look at another example from the New Testament of love. Of course, Jesus is our greatest example of love. As he was on the cross, Luke 23, 34 tells us that Jesus prayed and asked God to forgive them because they didn't know what they were doing. What an example of love. In Acts seven fifty nine and sixty, Stephen was being stoned when he called upon God and said, Lord Jesus, receive my Spirit. And he knelt down and cried out with a loud voice, Lord, lay not this sin to their charge. And when he said that, he fell asleep. Another great example of God's love. In first Peter three eight and eleven in the Passion translation, Peter tells us, now this is the goal, to live in harmony with one another and demonstrate affectionate love, sympathy, and kindness toward other believers. Let humility describe who you are as you dearly love one another. Never retaliate when someone treats you wrongly, nor insult those who insult you, but instead respond by speaking a blessing over them because a blessing is what God promised to give you. For the scripture tells us, Whoever wants to embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil, hurtful words, and never deceive in what they say. Always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship, making it your prize. These verses tell us how to perfect our love walk. And when we're in a situation that challenges our love walk, we can remember these verses and that the greater one is on the inside of us, and he's bigger than the hate that's on the inside of another person. You won't have to fuss and argue. You can just stop and think about the greater one, the Holy Spirit, whose love is on the inside of you, and that he's bigger than the hate, greed, and selfishness that's on the inside of those who are coming against you. How many of you know that many times a smiling face full of love can be so much more powerful than any words that we can ever speak? When we're calm and gentle and speak with love and confidence, it will change people's lives and the situations that we're in. Our love walk is so important and it affects all the other areas of our life as well. Take health and healing as an example. If you want to walk in divine health or receive your healing, you'll have to forgive people and pray for those who persecute you and despitefully use you. We can look at Mark eleven twenty four 24 and 25 as our go-to verses to help us perfect our love walk and get closer to God. It says, Therefore I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your Father in heaven may also forgive you your trespasses. The word is very clear about loving our enemies and those that misuse us. We have to choose to forgive them. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves every day that we chose to walk in forgiveness and pull every thought captive to the will of God. The Bible tells us that we can't return evil for evil. Instead, we're to be a blessing. We have to bless them that curse us and do good to them that spitefully use us. We aren't walking in forgiveness unless we actually forgive them, release them, and pray for them. I'd like to remind you that God not only forgives, He forgets. Hebrews 8.12 says, for I will demonstrate my mercy to them and will forgive their evil deeds and never remember again their sins. It's not always easy to forgive and forget. But as you pray and ask God to help you, you'll actually be freeing yourself from the bondage the devil would love to keep you in. I would like to encourage you today to refuse to give in to the devil's tactics by allowing the least bit of offense, animosity, ill will, or or wrong feelings toward another person to get into or stay in your heart. As I close today, I'd like to remind you that God loves you dearly, and He's given you Holy Spirit to fill your heart with love. And whoever wants to embrace true life and find beauty in each day must stop speaking evil, hurtful words and never deceive in what they say. Always turn from what is wrong and cultivate what is good. Eagerly pursue peace in every relationship, making it your prize. The goal for your love walk is to love your neighbor as yourself. For resources to live the victorious life, I invite you to visit luciaclaborn.com and remember, with God, all things are possible. He's not mad at you. He's mad about you. And He created you to walk in victory every day of your life. Be sure to listen in next week as we continue our series on perfecting our love walk.